Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Moms. I've got a magnificent guest today. Her name is Ronke and she lives in Nigeria. She has uh, her own Instagram page and a blog called The Square Peg Wonder. Yeah, Ronke, how are you today? Thank you so much for taking the time out to come and speak to me. Thank you so much for having me, Khalifa. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, uh, thank you. Can you like tell the audience a little bit about your single mother um, story? All right, all right. Okay, so uh, my name is Ronke and, you know, I, I live in Nigeria and uh, sometimes after my first degree, I got pregnant for my boyfriend then and the relationship wasn't working out. So mm-hmm. I became a single mom right out of university. So, yeah. uh, that, was, so that was the beginning of my journey, right? After a couple of years, I, you know, fell in love with, you know, another guy and we got married. So I had two more kids and after a while, the, you know, relationship didn't work out, the marriage didn't work out and I ended up, you know, being on my own again. How did your parents take it when you told them you were pregnant right out of university? It was not, it was not, it was not funny. (laughs) My dad was so upset with me when I told him I was pregnant. Yeah. yeah same here same here in fact i could not i did not even have the courage to tell them until i was almost maybe five or six months um pregnant i just kept procrastinating i could not i could not i could not imagine how i would you know open my mouth to tell them that okay this is what's happening so until one of my friends you know, just kept you know giving me the courage that you have to tell them like you have to just you know talk to them and you know i eventually you know so had you that hit the pregnancy yeah, yes, somehow. But okay. I wasn't living at home. Okay. I wasn't living at home. I was I was I was working, I was on a youth service. So I was working in another town, in another state in Nigeria. So we weren't seeing. So I was living there. I was just, you know, I'll be calling home and all of that. So I just avoided traveling home. So they wouldn't know. <laughs> it was crazy. So how did they take it when you eventually did tell them that you were pregnant? They were upset. They were my mom. My mom was ah, she 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 didn't take it well. She didn't take it well. My dad, my mom, everybody was upset because you know they had you know high hopes for my future for this and that. It was it was not easy. Everybody was upset for for a couple of days, and you know we couldn't even I couldn't even go out of my room. I was just you know there, and you know so afraid and you know disappointed in myself. Pregnancy happens, and that's one thing I tell a lot of women that it cuts across you know class, it cuts across race. People get pregnant, you know, and sometimes <laughs> yes. it's not planned, you know, and you just have to try and make do with what whatever situation you're in, whatever situation God puts you in, or you put yourself yeah. in. You just have to try you know. and, and make mm-hmm. do. So what about the, the your your son's first father? Was he a little bit active or? He, he, no, he's totally out of the picture. Uh, after about a month, I think four weeks into the pregnancy, he opted out totally. 
yeah. he just hopped and left and you know asked me not to you know contact him he didn't want anything to do with the baby and, and that was maybe eight nine years ago now years, and since yeah. then since then you've been, been out it, of the picture yeah how is it um right now with all the stuff that's happening in in nigeria and sars and everything like that how have you been coping because i've got i'm nigerians i've still got family members that are there my cousins can't even take a flight at the moment it's really really scary and i even watched the um the live stream the dj's scratch switch yeah dj switch and it was i i cried i watched someone die on live yeah. stream the guy that got shot and they were trying to resuscitate him it was mm-hmm. just i don't know what to say about what's happening with with nigeria at the moment but you being there you're actually there there's one thing being here and watching it and i'm even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. moved and i'm scared so how are yeah. you coping being there well honestly we are not okay none of us none of us are okay like it's just maybe after okay that happened a couple of days ago and you know we've just been trying to reach out to ourselves and you know hold each other's hands through this because we were just barely surviving the pandemic right and then this happened so we are not fine we are not okay like everybody is you know burdened and sad and depressed and the reason why I just said to just put my wig on and you know put my makeup on today is just because I just need to we just need to like distract ourselves yeah. and we also need to like just live our lives. It's sad. It's sad, but the the the, the thing now is we all need to just calm down and mourn yeah. the departed and then think about what is next. What's so that next? is what's going yeah. on right now. And then try to stay safe because um everything has you know escalated into a lot of you know violence outside so everybody's trying to stay home and calm down and mourn and just you know make sure that our mental health is okay what about the curfew the curfew still applies in in where where you're at or there isn't a curfew where you are at at the moment yeah there was a two-day curfew after the um lekki massacre on the 20th in my town i live in ocean states in nigeria so there was a two-day curfew. It had just been called off um, a while ago. That okay, um, from tomorrow we can move and move freely because things seem to be calmer around where we are here. Okay. So yeah, so we we can now you know move. Well, it's just a forty-eight-hour curfew. We can move around now. I even tried to, I know the president, Buhari, gave a speech yesterday and I kid you not, I listened to it, but I didn't understand half of the <laughs> things that I, I listened, it was, I think it was a 20 minute speech and I really couldn't mm-hmm. grasp anything he was saying. There wasn't any ownership of what, anything that happened, the people that were killed, you know, I know mm. some government officials still kind of like denied people dying yeah. but I was like what that means what, what I watched on live stream was it fake? Oh, I don't, like, I just don't get it. Why are people saying so many people died in your you're you're denying it but it's just it i was saying to my friend that even with this global pandemic it's so sad that it's happening in our children's generation you know and now what's happening in nigeria as well is i've tried to explain it to my son but he still doesn't understand it he doesn't you know i had to explain before the george floyd the, the you know people killing black people yes, in, the, in, yeah, in america yeah. now i'm explaining oh no people black people are killing black people in nigeria and i'm like it's crazy it's too much it's too much really it's too much how have you explained it to your kids or do they understand ah 
Well, because we just, you know, we, school just resumed maybe just maybe three weeks ago. So um, my, kids, my, my kids are not really asking me a lot of questions. They're just assuming that is the COVID break, that is the COVID situation that is still going on. And honestly, I don't even have the strength. I don't even know how I can even explain it to anybody what I'm feeling, what the country is feeling. So I'm just looking at them. They're just looking at me. They're just, you know, eating and just trying mm. to survive. Honestly, is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But I'm, I'm hoping that um, better days are yet to come. Fingers crossed. So I'm hoping that better days are yet to come for Nigeria. Yeah. Because it is, it is very emotional. So what inspired you to actually yeah. start the Square Peg Wonder? Even the name is amazing. What inspired okay, you? Um, <laughs> okay, so um, the way the single mom um, situation is in Nigeria is that it is just not acceptable, right? Um, you are not supposed to just be by yourself and be okay as a woman and have a kid and just you know be there no you our society wants you to have a man that will act as a as a protector no matter what kind of any kind of man it doesn't really matter if he's okay it doesn't matter if he's um, responsible doesn't matter how he treats you you just need to have a man you know so i personally haven't gone through some the experiences I've gone through with this man that I've decided they are, they don't serve um, my purpose, right? Yeah. And I decided that no, I'm not, I'm not going to just fit into this box of what a woman that has a child should be. Mm. You understand? Meaning that we demand. So, and that just brought my mind how you know I saw myself as a square peg that doesn't fit in the round hole that our yeah. society is. So that was that was what inspired, inspired them. Yeah. Yes, and then over time, I got the strength and the confidence to start to speak to speak out about my journey. Because the, the thing is, in Nigeria, most many women are single moms, but they hide it. They they hide it. Why they, they, they hide? It? Because it's kind of not allowed. You get shamed. You get blamed. You get stigmatized when people yeah. know. They because automatically they would say it's your fault they would yeah. say somehow you could not keep you're supposed to keep a man here a man is not supposed to <laughs> provide for you you're supposed to be the one that will do whatever you can to keep him so if you don't have a man you're supposed to be ashamed of yourself because you are failing as a woman to find a way to keep him so when when so, you decided that you wanted to or was it mutual in regards to your your ex partner was it a mutual separation or you decided that i'm fed up i'm going to leave i left i decided that okay this is not working this is not my definition of what a family should be this yeah. is not what i want for my kids and my future and i think um i think we should you know separate and you know just be apart because the clashes was you know too much how did he take your first child was he loving towards your first child yeah, that that that's that's the interesting thing about my story. Yeah. He he was loving. In fact, it was one of the one of the things that convinced me to you know okay give that relationship a try. He and this guy and my first child kind of hit it off. They bonded, and I was like, oh okay, 
so well that is a good thing right (laughs) so that encouraged me to you know go into that relationship but unfortunately it still did not did not work out and i still had to i still had to to separate so how did your parents take it when you told them that look this guy is not the one per se if they i don't even believe there is a one but he's not yeah yeah. (laughs) he's not acting the way i envisioned yeah now fortunately for me um my mother was able to she 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 comes around a lot helping with the kids even though we don't live in the same town and during her visits she was able to see some of the things that you know i was experiencing some of the things i was you know enduring and going through in this relationship so when i eventually made the decision to leave i didn't even have to explain so much because she she actually she she saw she experienced some of those things so i think it was kind of that made it easy for me so i didn't even have to um i just said okay you know what this is not working out for me this is not what i want i'm not happy here and i want to you know i want to leave that was, i just had to say, say that the all the other details the fine the fine um prints everything was just understood yeah. by my parents did you have somehow. um did you have a plan before you left or you just packed up your stuff and left or you you actually maybe had an emergency fund that you're going did you have a a, a plan or you just woke up one morning and you said this is it oh i, I had a plan i i always tell people that i didn't leave the day i left like in my mind i had left a whole couple of you know, months before i eventually made the action so I already, you know, knew that, okay, this wasn't working out and I knew I needed a, a strategy. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I started, you know, preparing my mind towards it that, okay, um, how are you going to, you know, do this? How are you going to cope? How are you going to survive? But honestly, the truth is that even in that relationship, I was as good. I was everything. My, my reality was still like a single mother's reality, right? I was still doing all almost all the things that, you know, in the family by myself. So it did not actually make so much difference that, that I left crazy. or that I stayed. So you just had, so you basically you were just, it's, you, what, it's funny that you said that because I remember when I had my son, my son's nine years old now, but when um, I had my son and I was complaining to my auntie one time that, oh, my son's dad doesn't do anything for his child. He doesn't, you know, he hasn't provided anything financially. I'm so fed up. Do you know, sometimes, some days you just get frustrated. You just want just to be able to hand yeah. the child over. And my over. Aunt, yeah, my auntie said to me, well, I've been married for 25 years and my husband's never changed a nappy he's never taken the kids out he doesn't do this he doesn't do that she was like i'm practically a single mom with just a body she said that some mm-hmm. that's the reality of some married women and i was so shocked that you know i'm there looking at you thinking to, to, to myself that oh you've got everything figured out when in actual fact mm-hmm. we are basically in the same boat the same thing yeah it's yeah crazy. so i figured at some point i figured i think if i'm doing all these things in a marriage but with with the added responsibility of still caring for a man and still being accountable to him, why what's the difference? Why don't I just go be by myself without the baggage of you know um, no fight? You're free to make decisions. You don't have to run anything by anybody. So of course it's, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. What do you, to do, you, do you think that you being a single mom? 
initially, yeah, having your son initially is actually, it gave you the foundation you needed to actually say, do you know what? I've done it once already. I didn't die. I can do it again. Do you think? Well, it was different. It was different. It wasn't really the same. I don't think, I can't be sure, but having just one is different from three, (laughs) from three. So I still needed to like chill and think carefully about you know making that that big move unlike that one you know that one was was different it happened i wasn't married um it just kind of happened and then i had to just one okay so one is easy right compared to three my one my one is my one is like my son is like 10 children in one about not that easy I understand, but if you had three, that would be like 30. Okay. That's true. <laughs> that is very true, yeah. So, so that's it. Um, I still, I, I don't, I, it's hard to compare, but I, I still, I needed, I, I had to be more uh, intentional about yeah. that second one. Yeah, I had to, yeah, I had to really definitely. think about it. I had to explore all the options. What if it doesn't work out well? What mm. if I get stuck? What if I'm unable to provide for these kids? Yeah. What if, what if, what if? I had to like just in my head play out those scenarios those and then, you know, put some things in place. To, okay, you know what? I, I don't know the future, but I can try this. I can try that. I can try to start a business or try to um, invest and, you know, or how can I make money to make this work and all of that. So, yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think that with me personally, what I find, especially being Nigerian in like in London as well, is that, a lot of my aunties and stuff would say to me, oh, no matter how much I, I like, I've got a law degree, I've got a master's, I'm, I'm working, but they'll say, oh, don't worry, God will provide you with a good man. And I'm like, what about yeah. all the rest of my accomplishments? It's like, <laughs> no one cares that I will. No one cares. No one cares. It's just a pure fact, especially being you African, that you need a man. Like nothing, like they, they just want me to be just waiting to be saved. Yeah. They don't even they don't even like need to know what the man can do for you, right? They just want you, you to have, have a man. To, you have to have <laughs> you have to have a man. So my every time I see my auntie, they're like, Are you dating anyone yet? And I'm like, No, auntie, I'm still single. They're like, Oh, don't worry, God will provide. <laughs> God and will God, provide. God's already been provided, you know? Like yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's honestly funny. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, how do you actually being in Nigeria, how do you help young moms find joy, be productive and build wealth? Cause you've made a business surrounding supporting like other single moms like yourself in Africa that might not have, you know, a voice. So how, how yeah. do you help them in regards to like finding joy again? I think that's something that a lot of women miss mm-hmm. having joy yeah so for that i think the 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 major thing and the biggest way that i think i've been able to you know help people is with the mindset you know i i feel like at the end of the day finding joy being more productive and you know making sure that you're financially you know stable and then you're working towards your financial independence is a mindset thing um many single mothers the, the minute they become single mothers they, they kind of lose hope their mind kind of just you know twists and you know they are just it just becomes automatically negative they just become they just they start to feel less than it starts to feel like okay a lot of things they thought was possible would not be possible anymore because now they're in this 
situation. So the biggest thing I try to do is to um, share my, my, my stories, share my experiences and my struggles, my wins with these women, just to, make sh- to, to help them have the right mindset. Because when you have that right mindset, your life can now move on regardless of this you know, small setback. There are worse things that can happen in life apart from being a single. Yeah, there are worse things. But because of the society, this, this particular one seemed like the, the worst, the worst, worst, worst thing in people's minds. So getting people to snap out of that is one of my biggest, um, like one of, one of the biggest things I want to do and I try to do all the time. How, having three, how have you managed to change your mindset, like you said, it's about a mindset thing to know how to generate wealth and also having money management as well. What's, what's the best advice mm-hmm. you'd give to people? Okay, um, I think the best um, advice I would say is to always take an audit of you know, where you are. Um, you can say, oh, I'm broke. You can say, oh, I need a million dollars. I need this and that. But if you are not really um, conscious of where you are right now, it's hard. You might actually not be that broke. You might actually not need as, you know, as much as a million dollars to live the life that you know of your dreams so if you don't take audits like taking uh, taking good records of you know your financial um stuff you would just you would struggle really um i i i'm not saying that if you you know take records it will automatically be okay no i'm just saying like there's always a good place to start so okay fine sometimes you're like oh i have nothing i'm in debt and this but if you sit down and you okay oh i have a car or have a gold earring, or have this. Those are assets, right? And, you know, having that, when you sit down and you are able to list that and look at that, it gives you a certain kind of comment that, oh, okay, so I might not have cash in my wallet, but I'm worth something. Mm. And it is that mindset that helps you to, to make more. It helps yeah. you to, like, you know, calm down, look around. What can I do? I have this skill. How can I, you know, monetize this, monetize, you know, that? And then how can I, you know, manage my time to make sure, okay, I can, you know, accommodate these side hustles and, you know, all of that. And from there, you just find out that things get better. You find out that, okay, fine, you live on a budget, yeah, but you are still able to live, save yeah. a token here and there. And then you're like, okay, apart from saving, I'm able to invest in this and that. And then you and then you go from there so that is the advice i like to you know talk about money to you know my moms i call them wonder moms uh, on my <laughs> on my group i try to you know talk about money as uh, as often as we can because a whole lot of us are the financial we are, we are the breadwinners we don't get so much support from you know from the men that we have the kids with and Nigeria is worse because nobody, there's at the law and the way everything is, we don't have that structure that enforces people to pay child support. We don't have any of that. So a man that gives you just a token is kind. When you look in the grand scheme of things, that gives you, oh, okay, he sent something every month. And when somebody is complaining, oh, he sent on the group, on our platform, somebody's you know, ranting, oh, he sent something every month, but he can't even cover diapers. And somebody says, I get nothing, I get zero. <laughs> Be grateful, you know, it's crazy. So mm. I try to, you know, calm people. It gets people, it gets a lot of moms really, really angry and, 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 and bittered, you know, and I try to, you know, calm people down. You know what, 
if you want to focus on this, you would never, never be happy. You would never, you would always be angry. But you just have to like, you know, try and see what can you do? Mm. You can't control other people. So with, with the mums on your group, what's, what do you find that a lot of them are still holding resentment or do you feel like a lot of women have to like let it go and they're just ready to move on, ready to raise their kids or do you think that they're still living in the past? And uh, Well, it's, not, it's easier for some than, than some. Okay. Some had, some, yeah, some, some had really, really terrible experiences in the hands of you know, their ex-lovers. Um, some were abused physically or emotionally so it's harder for some to let go than some and then you know we have different levels of tolerance so we have some we have some people that don't want to hear you preach about forgiveness they're like no is i can never some there are some women on my platform they will tell you no it's, it's, it's impossible i can never forgive this person this person ruined my life mm. you know yeah, so it, it takes people, everybody is on, we are all on, you know, different levels. Oh, different levels. You know, it's a journey, wrote, right? You wrote, um, you wrote a book for forgiveness and healing and um, how yeah. you let, yeah, you let people know about how to really forgive. What, what inspired you? Is it the women on your platform that inspired you to actually write about forgiveness? Yes, definitely. He, 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 he that inspired, they, they inspired me and then my, my own personal um, journey also inspired me because I found out that the more I let go, the better my life becomes. Mm -hmm. It was hard at first to just, you know, how would somebody just go abandon me, you know, and my kid? Or why would somebody, why would I have two kids for someone and he doesn't even care? He doesn't even remember their birthdays and stuff, you know. It's hard, but I realized that, you know, the more, it was slowly, slowly, you don't just go one day, wake up and forgive. And, you know, it happens slowly. But I realized that every time I let go of something small, I I get something bigger in return. So I became this champion, like, okay, no, let me preach this thing. It works. You know, it works. If you let go, then, you know, you, you, you leave space for more to come into your life. So that was what inspired me, you know, to, um, to you know, write that book and preach what's more, the, tell more. What's the, title of, more. what's the title of the book and where can people find it? Uh, it's on my website. The book is on my website. It's Healing and Forgiveness, um, the, the Healing and Forgiveness Blueprints. It's on my website, thesquarepegwonder.com. Excellent. And on um, your Instagram page, you have your WhatsApp group for women in Nigeria. And one of the topics which was so interesting, and I think a lot of people do not talk about this a lot, because I had the biggest battle with my family about this. Um, it, It was, should you give your child their father's last name? People do not like, and I think that many women, because I wanted to give my son my last name because I was like, my son's dad was not there. He didn't do anything throughout the pregnancy, nothing. There's no way I'm going to give my child his last name. But then my whole family were like, well, he, that's the father. What, like, there's nothing you can do you know so I had this internal battle and I just I gave my son he's got a double barrel name now so it's got my name and his father's name but some of my single mummy friends have said no that they've given the child their name you know they they have categorically refused to give their Mm -hmm. child the father's name what's your take on that or what did the women on your whatsapp group what was the conclusion because that's a magnificent topic yeah okay so personally for that topic everybody i always advise okay we are all coming from different places our stories are different the experiences that we had are different so we can all you know 
arrive at the same conclusion. We can't all, you know, make the same choice, right? So for me, um, when I was pregnant, this, I had a man that says, you know what, this child is not mine. He categorically told me that. So why in the world would I still go ahead and give that child his son name? It doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't. And for, my, for the other kids that I had, this, child, this guy, I don't see him. He doesn't contribute anything. And on occasions where he, you know, I don't know what happens out of the blues, he could just send some token. I sent him, like, okay, I let him know, okay, this is how much it actually costs, in case you don't know, to, <laughs> to you know, care for a child on the, on the average, right? This is how much, and, this, and I put the figures side by side, and this is how much you're giving me. Like, let's, this thing, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't tally, it doesn't make sense. You can't do that and use that, you know, that gesture to hold me um, to any ransom and say, I have to, you know, maybe do this. I have to, no, I don't have to do anything. If, if I, as a mom, decides to also show up twice a year or three times a year, what happens to these kids? So I believe that it is my choice. So different people, some people are traditional in nature. So they are traditional in their beliefs. So they, they believe that, okay, no matter what, even if the man is, whatever he is, he still, you know, owns, owns you know, have ownership of the child and, you know, the son name. So all your three kids name. have your last name then? Yes, they do. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And the, the okay, not the first father, but your ex-husband, he didn't object to it at all? Well, I don't even think he knows, right? He's probably going to... Re- <laughs> He's not in my life. He's not in okay. the kid's life. Just okay. like, this guy you know comes you're like strolling like just oh you guys are here you know strolls in and out and his family right? his family are not uh, well it's complicated really okay. his no. family are also you know traditional they also believe that you know it is my job as a woman to keep him to do whatever it takes to forgive him to you know take him back to do everything yeah. i disagree so that's where we don't agree on that end. On that end. Okay, now that's a good standpoint. But I, I caved into my family pressures and the yeah, guy gave my son a double barrel name because I was like, no. But, um, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, I always say that um, when the kids are old enough, if they want and they feel like, you know, they want to bear their father's name, they should go ahead. Maybe when they are 18 or something. But for now, when I'm still in charge, when I'm still paying their bills, they live in my house. <laughs> my rules, they have to, you know, it's, 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 it makes me happy. Yeah. Are there any, like, charities that help moms in, in Nigeria or any ones that you've been able to access or any assistance? I wouldn't say that. Okay, I, I came across some, you know, bodies. They, I think they're individuals or some organizations that once in a while they want to reach out to single moms and... I usually, you know, put in an application on behalf of, you know, my mom's, that, oh, if you want to support us, you know, we would, you know, appreciate that. But nothing yet. We've not really seen any specific body or support group that is, you know, really, you know, out to help single mothers. And so what we do is we try to organize, you know, yeah, we try to organize um, some supports within the group. For instance, we have this thing, we have this loan thing where, um, 
if anybody needs some money, we encourage somebody to speak up. So we raise the money within ourselves and, you know, give the, give the person the money. And then when the, when the person wants to, you know, return it, we have some rules, small rules within, but is, everything is within us. It's within our group. I'm hoping that maybe if, I, if we find people to support us on a bigger level, then we'll definitely take it. But so far, so good. That's what we have. Yeah. And roughly, how many women do you have, like, in the group? I have 38. Wow. 38 single moms that you're supporting single-handedly. That is crazy. Well, I wouldn't say... <laughs> well, I would say that we support ourselves. Like, we support okay. Because there are some times where where maybe somebody comes on and has a particular issue and I'm not even online, I realize that that person has already, a lot of people have, you know, come together to, you know, offer support wisdom, support. And I'm like, so it's not just really me anymore. It's just, yeah. it's already a system. And that makes me, yeah, that makes me really, really happy. Like, I don't even have to be there. I know these people would, you know, they would come out and, you know, learn, um, one another okay that is wonderful and it's wonderful that you created something for single mums um to support each other so how do you like like manage your business time um having the three kids and having a social life and what about dating do you do date or you just completely (laughs) move that out the window okay so um time management this is the biggest in fact this is the biggest thing for single moms when i started the square peg wonder one of the first books that i wrote i have an ebook was for time management that i wrote for single moms how it's also on my website the squarepegwonder.com like i shared my experiences how i'm able to you know um have a full-time job be a phd candidate be a single mom of three kids and, you know, support other single moms. So everything is about structure, right? But if you, and then having the discipline to stick to a routine. So, um, so yes, I, I, I did. I started dating recently and I went, (laughs) yeah. So when I said that, you know, I made, I made a reference to how it's it's important to, um, to train kids. So when I put them into bed, I can go out, you know, have fun and be back and all of that. So managing time, managing, you know, the home is important. And if you do that well, you would be able to put anything you want in place. You'd be able to do, yeah, 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 in place. So in place so what what's your like wish like for nigeria and single motherhood and the stigmas and the way they view it and the way single mums view themselves what what what's your because i know what my wish is over here in the uk in regards to how single motherhood is portrayed you know so what's your wish that you wish people would know people would want to to be even if you are found to be a single mom what would you like to happen if in an ideal world yeah okay in an ideal world i would like for people to see that um for any woman to have a child is not is not a it's not it's not a joke right and for you to decide to you know keep your child even though your relationship kind of fell apart for one reason or the other and even if maybe it was by death let's say your partner dies and you become a single mom you're a widow it is not an easy thing anytime you hear of such a woman you should you know support you should you know applaud you should you know praise and not wonder what happened people want to know what happened what did she do 
so I would wish that you know people would at least show empathy first before you know having making up stories in their heads that oh maybe she did this or maybe she you know cheated maybe the guy left because she's this or she's that Mm. usually the stories that is not even the real story people don't even know the stories before they have all these you know thing all these other thing in their head they don't know they don't know our stories they don't even want to listen to our stories and we are ready i am ready to tell my story right and a lot of moms who are ready to tell these stories if only they can guarantee that they would not be judged or stigmatized so even when I post some things on Instagram about you know, single, single parenting, my moms will, may not like it. They may not interact with it because they don't want people to see their, their comments under, the, under it and say, oh, she's a single mom. Because they're hiding. Half, more than half of them are like, you know, hiding their status. Wow. Only people who are close to them know that, okay, they are just, you know, single moms doing these things by themselves. They're hiding and i was also in hiding for a long time so i don't blame them i was also nobody you know knew that what i was going through that it was just it was just me so i understand that i understand that so i would wish that you know the society is more tolerable and that we can express ourselves we can say okay you know what i'm a single mom so that that's what i would wish for so another question i'm going to piggyback off of that from uh, is where do you get your strength from? <laughs> I think I get my strength from my kids. Mm. I don't know. And okay, God, of course, like, you know, I just feel like from the moment I had, I got pregnant with my first child, I knew before I had him, I knew I was going to be a single mom. So, but somehow he, the, maybe because I love children, I don't know. Maybe that's what gives me the, the, the courage. And maybe because I, I really, I want this. I, this is what I want. And even if um, I don't have somebody to help me through it, I don't have a partner, I would still do it. I, also, I still want this. I still, so that motivates me. That gives me the courage. And I, I could never, I will, I've never been able to just hide much, even though I, I you know, didn't want people to you know, know initially, I didn't, oh, I'm a single mom. But I could never hide my children. I would post them because they're so beautiful. And, you know, this... Uh, <laughs> So I think that keeps me going. That gives me strength and courage to yeah. face anybody and just, you know, admit that this is, this is me, this is my yeah. story, and this is my life. So how have your family um, and friends taken um, your business? How, how have they taken to it? Are they, are they happy that you've started to support single moms with the square peg wonder? Yeah, well, I think so. I think, I think they are happy. And it, my close friends are quite, quite supportive, but my outer circle of friends, I, I won't be so sure. Like I said, the topic is still taboo, <laughs> yeah, tabooish topic. Mm. Um, I remember sending um, a message to someone. I was trying to run a survey on single parents and I sent it to one of my colleagues to help me share with her network. And she replied, oh, she's, she told me that, oh, she holds this position in her church and she would not be able to speak um, publicly on that topic that she would not be able to share. So you can imagine that. So I'm like, okay, fine. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for explaining. I understand that. So some people would not touch that topic. There were single mothers in the Bible. Does she does she read her Bible? Does she has she seen Hagar? Would that was the first single mom in the Bible? Maybe she's reading the wrong scriptures. 
I don't know. I don't know, Khalifa. It's crazy here. It's, 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 it's crazy. So they would not, the moment they hear single mom, they would not even want to be friends with you. A lot of women would not want to be friends with you. A lot of men would not want their girlfriends to even like you because um, something would happen and they would say, oh, so you want to be like this person, right? That doesn't have a man. And you know, you think that's a cool life kind of thing. It's crazy. Is really, that is, really, really, that really, is ludicrous. People are definitely talking about me and you know, wondering what is going on. Is it, is it not enough that you're a single mom? Like you seem to be encouraging people to, you know, be single mom. I'm like, that's what, that's how this people see. They don't see it as support for single mom. They see it as encouraging other people to become single moms. You're, you're just using your story to share the realities of life. You know, and Thank you, the, yeah, wow. the, the reality is that there are many single moms out there, and the reality is that you're not alone. You are not alone. You know, the women are even in your support group will show you that you're not alone, and the fact that they're even afraid to even like a picture or comment on a picture because of what other people think is is really it's really heartbreaking. You yeah, know, and I really wish that the stigma around single motherhood would change because. We didn't make these children by ourselves. So why are we the mm-hmm. ones that are carrying more of the stigma? I, if there mm-hmm. was the energy that they give single mothers, if they gave it to the quote-unquote deadbeat, deadbeat fathers, if they were shunned, if they were shamed, I guarantee more men will step up. Yeah. If they just Definitely. shifted that energy towards men, half of that energy even towards men, I guarantee some mm-hmm. men would just out of the sheer shame would actually yeah, step yeah, up. Yeah, would step up. You know, but it's just, True. it's it's easy whether single mother mothers are the easy option where it's easier to blame the women than than the than the men and to be quite honest you're breaking the mold you're saying that i i I, i've got children i'm single and i'm a mother simple that's it yeah that 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 is it so what are your plans for the rest of the year with everything that's (laughs) happening in nigeria i know it's so hard like i know it's so hard right now yeah okay so before the you know before the end SARS, before the protests in nigeria i was planning on um creating a membership for for women called tribe easy like um to try to encourage people to be you know be more productive and to be like an accountability for everybody's goals and dreams a place where you can come and say, okay, for this is for this quarter, these are the things I want to do. And then you actually have people, like-minded people who hold you responsible and make sure that, you know, you reach those goals. So that's, that was what I was working on before this whole thing. And I just kind of, you know, just drop it somewhere and, you know, I'm just trying to survive, survive yeah. this year. We're just recovering from a pandemic for crying yeah. out loud. And then, and then this, this is actually, if this even hit us, way more yeah so now everybody's just trying to you know survive just trying to maybe be sure that we are mentally okay yeah. and that you know we are there for each other definitely so I, I don't know if i'll still be able to launch that this year if i can't fine but if i can't we'll do that next, next year, year by yeah. god's by, by god's grace that is awesome and where can people find you on social media i know you've mentioned it a couple of times but your social your instagram alongside your website as well Okay, so I am on Instagram, Disquarepeg Wonder, and for my website, my website is disquarepegwonder.com. Uh, 
So from that, all the other social media handles would they are there on my website. Yes. Okay. Well, guys, you've been listening to Khalifa on Happy Single Moms. I want to thank my wonderful guest, Ron Care, for taking out the time to speak to me today. And she has been magnificent, giving us an insight on her life as a single mom in Nigeria, how she's managed to overcome, win, and encourage other moms as well, which she is just a an amazing woman. So please, guys, if you have the time, please go and check out her page and just encourage her. Thank you so much, Khalifa. Bye. You can find me on Instagram, Khalifa and Josiah. I would love to connect.